welcome to another edition of the Second and Goal Fantasy Podcast. I'm Calvin, your host, here with you as always. And in today's show, I'll be reacting to week 14 and giving my week 15 waiver wire picks for fantasy football in 2021. We've got week 14 reactions, of course, that I'll be giving my top five waiver wire guys who are rostered in 40% or less of ESPN leagues. And guys, the fantasy playoffs have arrived. So at the end of the show, I'll be giving some fantasy playoff tips and advice that apply to those of you still in the playoffs or not in the playoffs, depending on what the advice is. So I figured I'd do that in celebration. I hope if you listen to this podcast that you've done well this year on our advice, made it to the playoffs. That's the hope, at least. If not, keep grinding in that consolation ladder. Make sure you don't get last. Don't suffer in that last place punishment. But either way, we've got some tips at the end of the show. Uh, also reactions and waiver wire, of course. So you can follow me on Twitter at Calvin underscore SGF. If you like this content and want more content, go over there. Follow the podcast at SGF pod, the YouTube show at SG Sports Talk. You can go to Second Goal Sports Talk on YouTube. Follow Chris at Chris underscore SGF. Thank you guys for tuning in for episode 113. We got reactions, waiver wire, and of course, some playoff tips at the end. So let's get started with some reactions. Reacting to the week, and we will start, as always, at quarterback. The number one quarterback on the week was Josh Allen, and the number two was Tom Brady, and those two played each other. It was a shootout between Tampa and Buffalo. Allen ran for 109 yards on the ground, picked up a score on there, two more touchdowns to the air. Tom Brady, two passing touchdowns, one rushing touchdown. Both were great, as expected. Aaron Rodgers, he's now suffered a setback in his toe injury, but 341 yards and four touchdowns, pretty impressive against the Bears. Quarterback three, clearly he still owns the Bears. Taysom Hill uh, doing some work on the ground. This was an expected one. He was one of my boom picks this week against the Jets, and he went off as the quarterback four, so hopefully you started him. Justin Herbert, the QB five. He's great as always. And then Ben Roethlisberger taking advantage of a hapless Minnesota defense to be the quarterback six. I mean, it seems like anyone can take advantage of this Minnesota defense, uh, regardless of who you are at uh, quarterback Uh, Lamar Jackson was a bust in this one. He got carted off with an ankle injury. The plan is for him to play this week, but he could be limited. Uh, Trevor Lawrence was just atrocious against Tennessee with four interceptions. Uh, Both of those guys really hurt your fantasy teams if you started them. Same with uh, Dak Prescott, who actually didn't end up doing much despite the Cowboys' offensive explosion in the first half of their game against Washington. Looking at the RBs, the number one on the week. Guys, this is incredible. This has been talked about so much, but the fact that Dalvin Cook, who is playing through two torn labrums, one suffered 11 days ago, he has torn labrums in both shoulders, goes out there and puts a performance up reminiscent of Adrian Peterson with 205 yards and two touchdowns against Pittsburgh. This dude was the RB1 on the week. He missed one game with his new injury. I don't even know how that's possible. Like, I feel like if I got a torn labrum, I would just be like laying in bed for weeks like I don't even know I I can't imagine the amount of like pain he must have had to go through in his rehab to get his range of motion back and then put up a performance like that he wasn't limited at all that was this maybe like the second best performance of his career it wasn't even his highest yardage total he's put up higher against the Lions last year but it was one of the best of his career this dude is insane I mean he really just is reminiscent of old days Vikings Adrian Peterson at this point with that kind of like the ability to go for 200 plus on any play he you should be locked into your starting lineup. Uh, this one was odd. The RB2 on the week. Uh, we finally got some Rashad Penny action. Rashad Penny season has arrived for the truthers about four years too late. 
And against Houston, he took over from Alex Collins and was great. 137-2. and two. This is a situation to keep an eye on. And I actually hadn't written down Penny in the waiver wire section, but he's the one guy this week that you really need to target. I'll talk about five more, but he is the number one guy you should get on waivers this week. RB3, Najee Harris got a couple touchdowns. Uh, he continues to be great. And Alvin Kamara in his return, good to see him going off against the Jets. Leonard Fournette, playoff Lenny came early this year. He has been excellent. The RB5, Melvin Gordon was the RB6, Aaron Jones, the RB7, and Javante Williams, the RB8. This Denver backfield has been really, really good. And I kind of talked about it on this week's show. I said I thought both RBs should be started this week against Detroit, and I thought they would both be good. They were both very, very good. There is enough touches to go around when the Broncos are winning in these games. Um, I guess let's look at running back busts on the week. There were some, as always. Uh, Kareem Hunt didn't really do much in reserve of Nick Chubb uh, with his uh, he's returned recently. Of course, Antonio Gibson had a fumble and uh, he ended up getting benched in this one actually for a little while. He wasn't didn't do much. Um, Ezekiel Elliott, despite the Cowboys doing well, didn't do much either. They gave the ball a lot to Corey Clement. Zeke's knee still isn't right. And then Joe Mixon didn't have the best performance. Um, Zeke is just not. I mean, I don't want to say he's not the same player he once was, but he's just been battling an injury, and it's hard for him to stay on track. Then Nick Chubb wasn't too great either, but he was okay. Uh, the wide receiver won on the week, guys. It's expected. Devontae Adams, then Hunter Renfro, ho-hum, just 13 for 117 in a score against Kansas City. Hunter Renfro has been an incredible breakout this year. He should be locked into lineups. Tyler Lockett as the wide receiver three for once his like random blow up game was actually kind of predictable because it was against Houston five for one forty two in a score, but we know Tyler Lockett. He'll go out there and put up one for 10 the next week and be terrible because he's inconsistent. He's a great receiver, but inconsistent for fantasy Jamar chase, getting back on track against San Francisco. I talked about this a couple weeks ago. This was kind of what we should have expected. Teams weren't going to be able to lock up Jamar chase for long five for 77 and two. He was excellent. Robbie Anderson with a random wide receiver five performance. He's been disappointing this year, but good to see that. Mike Evans, the wide receiver six, Chris Godwin, the wide receiver eight, and sandwiched in between, Alan Lazard had one of his uh, big Aaron Rodgers-led games. Um, also, Justin Jefferson and Brandon Ayuk did well. It's good to see Brandon Ayuk sort of having a resurgence after his slow start to the year. Busts on the week, DK Metcalf wasn't too great. Kenny Galladay, bad as always, unfortunately. <laughs> um Man, that was really just the preseason pick. I just absolutely whiffed on that Kenny Galladay would be the wide receiver 11. Um... Yeah, other than that, I mean, there actually weren't too many wide receiver bust weeks. I mean, Julio Jones didn't do too much, but for the most part, we actually saw a lot of top guys do really well this week. I mean, one of them maybe that didn't was Terry McLaurin, who actually didn't have a catch. He almost made an incredible leaping grab, then came down really hard on his head and went into concussion protocols. That was unfortunate to see. Um, but yeah, not much. I mean, Darnell Mooney actually kind of came back down to earth for the Bears, but that was bound to happen at some point. The tight end one on the week is George Kittle. He has been ridiculous. Over 330 yards and three, and he has had three touchdowns the last two games. Lock him in. Same with Mark Andrews, 11 for 115 in a score, just getting so heavily targeted by his quarterbacks. Dawson Knox, Albert O, uh, Austin Hooper, Brevin Jordan, Pratt Fryer, already all getting involved, getting touchdowns. So that's the reason why those guys were up there. Uh, Rob Gronkowski also had a solid game as well. Busts. I mean, Travis Kelsey has actually been a little bit more inconsistent as of late. Still keep him in your lineups, but three for 27. Um, not what you want to see from him. And there've been a couple of those games like that lately. Uh, Ricky seals Jones didn't do much, even though Logan Thomas was out just one catch in this one. He's still worth a pickup and this week waiver wire this week as a tight end stash, but, uh, it's going to be tough for him. Tyler Conklin didn't do much. Neither did Cole Komet. So let's move into waiver wire before we get the uh, top tips for the playoffs.
All right. Uh, so number one guy, I already talked about Rashad Penny. Number two is a guy that you should be aware of. Amon Ross St. Brown, who has had 24 targets over his last two weeks. And the Lions have a really good playoff schedule, which is something you need to really start looking at when the playoffs get in. What playoff schedule do my guys have? And uh, Amon Ross St. Brown is a guy you can definitely stream because over his next few weeks, he's got the Cardinals, the Falcons, and the Seahawks. That's a pretty advantageous schedule. And he'll be have some time to do some damage there. Jamison Crowder, with Elijah Moore on injured reserve, Jamison Crowder could take over that role. Only three catches this week, but we've seen him do it. We have actually seen him put up wide receiver, borderline wide receiver one PPR numbers at times last year. Uh, Rashad Bateman went over 100 yards last this week uh, with the Lamar Jackson injury. He's a bit uncertain. He's been a bit inconsistent, but worth a grab. Ricky Seals Jones, we've seen him be good at times with Logan Thomas out. He struggled a bit as of late. He's not the most talented guy, but uh, he's worth a stash at tight end. And then Jalen Guyton with Mike Williams and um. And Keenan Allen both out. That was the reason that Jalen Guyton was able to do really well. But I mean, if you really need a guy, and there, this again, this waiver wire is really weak. If you really need a guy to sort of stream and just chuck in there, Guyton is not bad for the playoffs. And this playoff schedule is about as good as you'll ever see, starting with Chiefs and Char- and Texans. That's awesome matchups. And then the Broncos, which isn't that great. But for those two weeks, you can throw him in in juicy matchups and hope he gets a deep ball. He's had touchdowns in back-to-back weeks. So that wraps up the waiver wire. Let's talk some playoff tips. So I'm going to give a few of those for those of you in the playoffs or not. And then at the end of the, and then we'll wrap up the show. So the first playoff tip is to stay active on waivers. Yes. Even those who are eliminated from the playoffs. This is one of my more unpopular takes. I would say the fantasy community seems very, very divided, but yes, the official take from the second and goal fantasy podcast is keep playing the waiver wire. Even when you're out of the winner's bracket. Go ahead, play for pride, consolation ladder. Don't let these teams get it easy. They've earned their way to here. Why should they then get a freebie when you're just not playing anymore? Make sure you're keeping those players away from the top teams. Obviously, you don't want to like collude against one team, but just make it tough on everyone and make sure you don't get last place because last place sucks. You have to do a last place punishment. Don't let yourself fall into that. Make sure you're staying after them on waivers. And it's so stupid. The leagues that ban people who are eliminated from playing waivers, unless you're in like a massive analyst league, like the Scott Fishbowl, where it's like so many teams that it's like impossible to keep track of. I understand that. But in a simple 12 team league with consolation letter, yes, of course you should keep trying. Stay active on waivers. You're in the league. Maybe you, I mean, if it's a money league, you paid to get in the league. If not, you got invited. So do you get to play until the end of the season? So stay active on waivers. And if you're in the playoffs, of course, still get guys, make sure to go stream. Look for those good playoff schedules. This isn't a very good waiver week, but sometimes you'll have better ones. Go get Rashad Penny. Maybe he'll win you a league. Maybe he'll help you if you have some running back injuries and you can shore up some depth. It's important, very important to stay active on waivers. That's probably my number one tip. Uh, My next one, start your studs, but still be wary of schedule and ride those breakouts. So playoff schedule, as I've mentioned, very, very important. Go get those matchups. But in the end, you want to be starting your studs. Don't sit the guys who have brought you here. Make sure you're riding them to your fantasy championship. Use your IR spots generously. Uh, Some leagues I play in don't have IR spots, but if yours do, a lot of them, and I think most, will give you IR if the player has been ruled out. Make sure as soon as the player is ruled out, get them on your IR and go pick up a handcuff. Go pick up a backup running back. In case the starter gets hurt, now you've got a player. Go steal a defense from someone. Go look ahead till next week. Check the defense that has the best matchup and go snatch them up on waivers from your future opponent. Go keep them away. Do anything you can. And don't feel guilty about it. Do anything you can to go win these matchups. And again, don't be afraid to use waiver priority or fab to keep away a defense from your opponent. If it's the week, I hope you saved one fab. That's what I do in all my leagues. Save at least one free agent auction bid 
uh, to go go get a defense or free agent auction uh, bid money. I guess free agent acquisition budget money. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to say that. I guess one of you, if you have one of your fab dollars left, make sure to save one or two of those till the end of the season. Uh, I hope you have saved them and not used quite all of it, but don't be afraid to use that to keep away a defense from your opponent, even if you're not going to start them. Just go get whoever's playing the Texans that week and your opponent will not be happy and maybe lose some points. That could change the outcome of a championship matchup. So yeah, uh, um, and if you have waiver priority, if you don't use free agent acquisition budget, then use the waiver priority if you don't have anything better to do. I mean, of course, help your team first and foremost, but that is a completely legitimate move. And it's something that maybe people don't think of enough, but it's pretty smart. If you play in week 18, drop the studs who are resting. I know it might not be fun to drop Ezekiel Elliott if the Cowboys decide to rest him, or I'm, I'm just trying to think of examples. I don't really know. With the one buy instead of two with the 14-team playoffs, with the only one buy per conference, it doesn't happen as much. When you get guys, it's like, oh, he's only going to play a quarter. Oh, he's not only going to play a half. Or I mean, maybe not a half, but like, or, oh, he's just, he's not going to play maybe one series when you know, the guy isn't going to get reps and you're not going to start him and no other team would want to go drop them. It's great that your second round pick did some stuff for you this year, but in the end, it's much more worth it to keep those roster spots on a guy who could potentially help your team or keep away a guy who could potentially help someone else's. I mean, I hope you don't play in week 18 because the resting studs in the championship week is the worst, but if you do, Drop those studs who are resting. Pick up every valuable player you possibly can. Lastly, trash talk. Have fun. Have fun with it. It's supposed to be fun. Fantasy is fun. And go get that championship. I believe in you. You specifically. I'm not talking to anyone else. I'm talking to you. Go get that fantasy championship. I have complete and total confidence in you. And I will try to help you every step of the way. That wraps up the show. This was a fun one. Thanks, guys, for listening. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at Calvin underscore SGF, podcast at SGF pod, emails secondgoalfantasy at gmail.com, secondgoalsportstalk at gmail.com, at SG Sports Talk on Twitter. Follow us, Second Goal Sports Talk on YouTube. Thanks, guys, for listening. I will see you next time.